Welcome back to C3. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. Oh, I, I guess I'll take it away. But anywho, um, got someone to introduce really quick, I guess. So here she comes. How are you? That's my sister. She just wanted to say hello. Yes. Well, we have what's probably going to be a rather sad episode this week. So we'll lead with Jordan. What's giving you crippling depression today? Life. I got my period. Not a fan. Came early. She's kind of rude. Yeah. She, wasn't she making an appearance last week? Oh, yeah. That was the hormones. But she's still like <laughs> five days too early. I was uh, like, excuse me? I could never. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So basically that. I'm just tired as shit. So, you know, live, love, love. What about you, Colin? Um, so I'm finally able, I was able to put in my two weeks at Walmart. Period. Which isn't a sad thing at all, so it's not what's giving me a crippling impression. Our garbage company didn't fucking pick up the trash two weeks ago, really? right? None of it. And so I'm supposed to have a second, two trash cans. Second one has not been delivered. And like I said, we have a fucking brothel going on. So, because there's seven of us, seven adults. How many pets? Seven pets. So we create garbage like it's our day job. Have a stroke. And Every time you re-mention it, stroke. <laughs> so there's garbage sitting on the ground as well because they're supposed to be picking that up until we get our second trash can. Then after they skipped a week of garbage, they came the following week, only took what was in the can and left what was on the ground. So I had to transfer it. And there was still more on the ground because we create so much fucking garbage. So they better pick it up tomorrow or I'm going to riot. Why don't you just change trash providers? We're going to. But part of the issue is I'm a broke bitch. Uh-huh. So I don't have startup money for a new trash provider. Not the startup money for because a new trash provider. Well, I just felt like- wanted $134 startup. That's what I'm saying. So if all companies me, need that. Uh-uh. But I guess 910 is not that bad. And I don't think anybody else cares about this, but I just need to let everybody know. And You just needed to be professional. Alongside Danielle in Germany, we now have Georgia. Oh! Josh's sister has been listening, and she even said, um, excuse me, I need you to mention Georgia from now on when you mention Danielle in Germany. So, Abby, I'm name-dropping you now. You're welcome. That'll be $20. We got GGD on the line. <laughs> Georgia, Germany. Is that an alphabetical order? Yeah. Georgia, Germany, and Danielle. Period. Nope, that's wrong. It would be Danielle, Georgia, Germany. DGG? But then I feel, isn't that a shoe brand? I don't know, is it? I don't know. No, that's UGG. <laughs> With All the two right. Gs. Jordan has no idea what she's doing. I don't. So we decided to go with a really lighthearted topic today. Oh, of course. And by yeah, you know, we, how we, we are. I mean, me, cannibalism. Full problem. So. <laughs> So Josh is finally getting his wish, and I'm going to state at the top, some of this was directly from Josh because he's helping me research now, Wikipedia, and one other page. So I'm going to be covering Albert Fish. This is one that Josh requested a while ago. I never received my $15, but it's fine, I guess. He was born in Washington, D.C. on May 19th, 1870. His parents were Randall Fish and Ellen Ferris Howell. He was the youngest of three siblings. His family did have a history of mental illness. His sister, Annie, was diagnosed with a mental affliction. I'm assuming because it was the 70s, they were just like, it's all you got, mental affliction. Got (laughs) nothing else for you. And his mother suffered from visual hallucinations, and his father passed away from a heart attack on October 16th, 1875. Internet was a little confusing 
Because they said his, oh, it says right here. I'm not sure what age he was put into an orphanage, but it's said that he was abandoned young by his parents and he suffered frequent horrific abuse at St. John's Orphanage in Washington. And then in 1880, his mother was able to secure a job with the government and remove them from the orphanage. So I don't know if they went into the orphanage while his father was still alive and his father passed while he was in the orphanage. Not sure what the timeline is there, but... It is said that this is where he began enjoying pain and stuff. Like, he started to look forward to the abuse. And this is kind of what started the spiral. Then in 1882, an unnamed boy introduced him to drinking urine and eating feces. Could never. Live your truth. I don't want to live your truth. yuck anyone's yum, but... Oh, we're yucking yums. <laughs> That's what I'm about. He eventually began visiting public restrooms to watch boys undress. Oh my god, they're gonna say like eat shit out the toilet for a second. And I was like, oh my god, we're done. Mm, like, <laughs> how, be like, turn it how off. Did you survive. <laughs> turn it off. Blanket trigger warning from here on out there is sexual abuse of children so, and murder. I'm sorry. So then in 1890, yeah, in 1890, at the age of 20, he moved to New York, and this is where his crime really started. He made money through male prostitution. From here, he began molesting torturing and raping young boys he would lure them to his home well no out of their home i'm can't read today and then as these kinds of people often do his behavior escalated and he would begin murdering and cannibalizing them and one of his favorite methods was using a paddle with sharp nails sounds horrific across the board i'm a little confused as to how his kill count towards the end is only three confirmed because if he was already killing in the 1890s that's he's gotta have a lot fucking more yeah but, but the, you gotta think about how hard it was to prove who did what then. especially yeah because it was in the early 1900s almost yeah so then in 1898 his mother arranged a marriage for him and the woman was named anna M- mary hoffman they would go on to have six children together and then in 1903 he was arrested and incarcerated in sing sing Correction facility for grand larceny. Isn't that just theft? Mm. Okay. But like really big theft. Really big theft. Like intense theft. Okay. (laughs) He meant that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So then it was sometime after his release that Albert recalled going to a wax museum with a former male lover. He was fascinated by a bisection of a human penis. And this began his obsession with sexual mutilation. Mm. You know, just the... Yeah, just cash. Very cash money. Mm -hmm. In 1910, Fish met a 19-year-old man. His name was Thomas Bedden. This is bad, so I don't know if you've heard of this. Probably, yeah. Their relationship was sadomasochistic, and Bedden was intellectually disabled. I cannot read normal today. He brought him to an old farmhouse where he tortured him for two weeks, cut his penis in half. He was intending to kill him, cut up his body, and take it with him. But the weather and the method would draw too much attention. I'm kind of confused about the weather thing. I don't know what that means. Maybe it was really rainy. Maybe. So he did the kind thing and he poured peroxide on the wound, wrapped it in a Vaseline covered handkerchief and left $10. Then he kissed him and left him to die. I couldn't find whether this man survived or not. I tried to look on the internet. Even Vish said he has no idea. So, yeah. In just the thought of peroxide like that. Uh, yeah, he just... There's no way he didn't bleed out, though, because yeah. there's a lot of... 
That's a lot of stuff, going, and stuff on down going down there. Yeah. In 1917, Fish's wife left him and the children for a handyman that boarded with them. His name was John Straub, which I'm so confused. How do you have time to be a single dad and murder people? You have six kids. Reba did it. A single mom who works two jobs and <laughs> loves her kids and never stops. I guess so. He never stopped. He, a, he has the heart of a survivor. But anyways, she left him for the handyman, John Straub, who was boarding with them, after which Fish began having auditory hallucinations and was actively self-harming by embedding needles into his groin and abdomen. So this kind of really bothers me because they found 29 needles in his pelvic region Mm -hmm. after his capture. Yeah. And so does that mean he was just straight up pushing them shits in there and leaving them? And then they started, like, they got stuck, like skin and stuff grew around them. That is, I can't, that, how do you not just have constant pain walking, which he probably did, but liked it, I guess. Yeah, he was <laughs> that was the point. I, it's a no for me. So then between 1919 and 1930 is where the majority of his known victims occurred, well, all of them. They were Grace Budd, Francis McDonald, and Billy Gaffney. I don't really go in, there's no graphic details or anything about any of this. So Grace Budd was the case that led to his capture. In 1928, Fish had answered an ad from 18-year-old Edward Budd, who had been looking for part-time work. Fish posed as a man named Frank Howard and said he was looking to pay a strong young worker $15 a week, which I don't know. That was some pretty good money back then. That's good money back then? Okay, I was like... Especially for, like, your first job. It was pretty good. So how far does a dollar take you in the 70s? A lot. Well, no, this is the 1920s. I'm drunk. I'm not actually drunk. I'm literally drinking water today. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a lot of money. Okay. Got a whole lot of money. I can't wait for the housing market to crash so I can get a new house for $15. Right, same. I have fucking 18 houses minimum <laughs> right now in my bank account. The family was eager slash excited about this, so they were quick to trust him. And the day he was supposed to pick Edward and his friend up, he did not show, but he sent a telegram and set a new date for picking the boys up. The day of the new day, after he arrived with gifts and had lunch with the family, he told the family he had a children's birthday party to attend and offered and suggested that he should take their oldest daughter i don't yeah oldest daughter 10 year old grace with him they agreed but it would be the last time that they saw her alive Mm -hmm. on november 1934 six years later the family received an anonymous letter which contained the horrible details about what happened to their daughter police were able to trace the paper back to a flop house i don't know what that means is that like like a slum house basically i think so that fish was staying in and then upon capture he confessed to the killings smiling as he gave the details of his actions they did submit an insanity plea when the trial began but after a 10-day trial he was sentenced to death by electrocution and he was in fact executed on january 16th 1936 mm-hmm. yeah so i avoided queen like yeah it's he's pretty grisly bad. He's details tough. i don't have time for yeah he's he's that. a pretty rough one like he's I, I can't do it. It's not. Yeah, so I did like. The vibes. Well, we can leave the adult nasty details in there, but we'll skip over the other shit. Yeah, I'm gonna hand it off to Jordan for Ugh. another lovely case. Mm, delicious. Mm, <laughs> from delicious. So I'm covering Issei Sagawa, and this shit's crazy. Do you know about him? I know nothing about him. This shit crazy. What was that? I don't know. It sounded like a dog growling. You don't even have a dog. There's a ghost in here. <laughs> Guys, 
Did you hear that? I'm scared. <laughs> Country boy, I, I love, love you. <laughs> okay, so he was born on April 26, 1949 in Kobe. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not I'm not gonna butcher this shit the whole way through like I did last week. Do you have a weeks. country? Continent? While we wait. Hygo Prefecture? Is that how that would what? be? Bless you. Bitch, I don't know. The purple one. Right up. Hyogo Prefecture? Is it Japan? I think so. Okay. Look at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the way she just stared in my soul just to look at me. I don't know. <laughs> I already forgot how to spell it. We're just gonna move on. <laughs> I was going to look it up so I could see what country it was in. Anywho, but he was born into a wealthy family, um, and his father was a businessman who had served as president of a local water industry, and his grandfather had been the editor of the Asai Shibun. He was born prematurely, and he reportedly was small enough that he could fit into the palm of his father's hand, so obviously a very premature baby. How do you survive that? Incubators. They like simulate being in the womb, basically. Really? Mm-hmm. What crazy. year was this? Uh, 49. So they probably knew, like, keep them warm and stuff. And Okay, that just feels like still a little early to be able to yeah, that advance. I mean, it's just crazy, though, sometimes. Mm. Oh, go off. King. He immediately developed a disease of the small intestines because he was too young, obviously. Um, so germs got him pretty quick. He eventually recovered after several injections of potassium, calcium, um, and saline. His fragile health and his introverted personality led him to developing a strong interest in books. And he had his first cannibalistic desire when he was in the first grade after seeing a male's thigh. I want you to know we, I know this, it just hit. Yeah. But I was, I forgot where we were, like what topic we were on. And then I was like, oh, like, I wonder where this is going and stuff. And then as soon as he said his first cannibalistic urge, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> We're just trauma blogging tonight, you Mm -hmm. know? Live off love. So he does a lot of interviews. And in an interview with Vice, he reported that in his youth, he reportedly took part in bestiality with his dog and had experienced the cannibalistic desires for a woman during that time as well. And then as he got older, he ended up going to Waco University and completed a master's degree in English literature. At the age of 24, he followed a tall German woman home and then broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. His attention was to cannibalize her by slicing off her butt and then sneaking away with the small part of her flesh. I'm rolling up to the bakery and I'm getting that cake. Literally. But she woke up. Um, and As according- one does when and- someone's trying to slice your butt off. Yeah, and according to Siwaga, um, he, she fucked up his attack and pushed him to the ground and then he was captured by the police and he was charged with attempted rape and did not confess to his true intentions. Probably a good idea. Um, his charges of attempted rape were dropped at this time and his father paid a settlement to the victim. Mm. His memory is from a wealthy family. So he has money to back up this crazy ass shit. Oh yeah. And then especially if he... I think it's Japan. I'm pretty sure I think it like, is if too, you're wealthy but in I an don't area wanna... like that, it's yeah. easy to be like mm. crimes under the rug. So in 1977, when he was 28, he moved to France to pursue his PhD in literature at Sorbonne in Paris. It said while residing in Paris, almost every night I would bring a prostitute home and then try to shoot them. But for some reason, my finger froze up until I couldn't pull the trigger. So he's like dead set on this. So on 
June 11th, 1981. He was 32. He invited one of his classmates, Renee Harvelt, a Dutch woman, to dinner at his apartment under the pretext of like translating poetry for a homework assignment. He planned to kill and eat her, and he picked her for health and beauty characteristics that he felt like he lacked. So in his head, if he ate somebody with features that he wanted, he would get them. So Mm -hmm. straight delusion. He considered himself as weak, ugly, and small. He was only four foot nine, and he claims that he wanted to absorb her energy. She was 25, 5'10", and after she arrived, she began reading poetry at the desk with her back to him when he shot her in the neck with a rifle. He said that he fainted after the shock of shooting her, bold, but he woke up with the realization that he had to carry out his plan. So, like, well, shit, I worked up an appetite. That was a fat nap. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. I got to do this for real. Trigger warning, trigger warning, just again. Um, he raped her corpse, but he could not bite into her skin because his teeth weren't sharp enough. So he left the apartment and purchased a butcher knife. He then consumed various parts of her body, eating most of her breasts, face, buttocks, feet, thighs, and neck, either raw or cooked. He even apparently admitted to swallowing her clitoris whole due to her being on her period at the time and not liking the smell of menstrual blood. Periods are normal. That didn't bother me. That is period blood. But his reaction was that he was mad. So he, like, did that. Like, that was going to stop it. As a 32-year-old man, like... He saved other parts of her body in the refrigerator to have for later. Um, He also took photos of her body at each stage of eating. Once the remains of her body that he didn't want to consume started to decompose, he was like, oh, fuck, I got to try and dump these remains. Um, So he decided to do it at a lake in Bois de Boulogne. (laughs) That's so Mm -hmm. wrong. Park. Carrying her dismembered body in two suitcases, but he was caught in the act by French police four days later. His wealthy father provided him a lawyer for his defense, and after being held for only two years waiting for trial, he was found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by a French judge, who ordered he be held indefinitely in a mental institution. After a visit by the author, Colin, please pronounce the name. After a brief, he said visit by an author? Yes. (laughs) Inuhiko Yamota? Thank you. I tried so many <laughs> times and did not succeed. You're welcome. Um, the <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so fat. <laughs> His account of the kill was published in Japan under the title "In the Fog." His nasty ass macabre shit he did um, actually made him like a public figure, like celebrity, which likely contributed to him. <laughs> Are you good? I can't believe I just said contributed like that. Contributed. (laughs) (laughs) Go off, queen, whatever syllables you want. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like, I was, like, having a stroke. (laughs) Because I even couldn't figure it out. Oh, my fucking God. I can't do this today. Jordan and her sister are, like, taking pages out of the MG playbook tonight. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So, his nasty macabre shit made him more of a celebrity, which can... Oh my god, I just did it again. Contributed to the French authorities' decision to deport him back to Japan. It was Japan. I knew it was in here later, but I wasn't trying to scroll earlier. Um, He was immediately committed to a hospital in Tokyo, and the psychologist 
All declared him sane, but found sexual perversion as his sole motivation for murder, which we know because he's been wanting to do this for how long? But it wasn't just sexual perversion, was it? Well, Did I you guess want to eat people they're, they're considering it off? sexual perversion. Any Anything that's not normal is typically referred to like a sexual perversion. And people kill without sexual quote, quotes on Quotes it. on like weird shit, like the necophilia, like shit like that is sexual yeah, perversion. But cannibalism isn't necessarily sexual for him perversion. It was. Did he fuck his steak before he ate it? He might have. I don't know. He was fucking dogs. Yeah. Sir. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what? What is this um, argument what, right what, now? What, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm taking a stand for cannibalism. But <laughs> what Sexual is... perversion will not be allowed. <laughs> not in my Fortnite stream. But <laughs> guys, stop calling me cute. Um, what is that... His name is Brian something, and there's a whole free Brian movement. He's the guy that fucked a deer and got arrested for it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Keep, keep doing your oh my god. Story. Well, They're like, no, that's my dog. (laughs) She she been ran through. Like, what? So go ahead with your story while I look it up real quick. Oh my god, can I. Interrupt really quick. Absolutely. How in your haircut. <laughs> <laughs> really to die for. Isn't what it so cute? Handsome man it makes you. I, <laughs> I told Jordan after her mom left the room, I was like, she didn't say that my hair was cute. So I'm going to go back and re-edit all the episodes that have her in it. And every time she talks, it's just going to go silent. <laughs> I baked the man a cake. <laughs> <laughs> but you did a compliment his haircut on first yeah. glance. Uh, the cake was wonderful, though. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. When did we get southern? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What did you just say? <laughs> so the charges against him in France were dropped, and then the French court documents were sealed, and then they were not released by the Japanese authorities or to them anytime soon. And consequently, he could not be legally detained in Japan. So he checked himself out of the hospital on August 12th, 1986, and he remained free until his death. And his freedom was widely criticized. Disrespectful to, like, the family, to her, everybody. So it's just fucking crazy. Did you find your story? Is that why you're looking at me like that? Okay, go ahead. I'll do my conclusions in a second. Bitch, hold on. I'm mad. It was one of those, you have to pay to read this article. You have to pay to eat my ass okay so it says just keep doing your story i gotta find one that's not gonna make me so between 1986 and 1997 he was frequently invited to be a guest speaker um to a lot of events and he wrote books about the murder that he committed and he also did restaurant reviews for magazines but he could no longer find a publisher for his writing so he began to struggle to find employment um and he was nearly accepted by a French language school because his manager was impressed by his courage in using his real name, but employees protested and he was rejected, period. I understand because I would be worried fucking working around him. In 2005, his parents died and he was prevented from attending their funeral, but repaid their creditors and moved into public housing. He received welfare benefits for a time and in an interview with Vice in 2011, he said that it was being forced to make a, a living while being known as a murder and cannibal was a terrible punishment. Shouldn't have done those things. 
And in 2013, he was hospitalized from a cerebral infarction, um, which permanently damaged his nervous system. And he later lived alone and needed daily assistance. And he was provided to him from caregivers and his younger brother. At the time, he claimed to have regretted his obsession. He did die due to complications of pneumonia in the hospital on November 24th, 2022, at the age of 73. So he got to live his whole life free. Never any justice. Like, I do remember that. That's one of the like, key things about the case yeah, that pissed like, me off. Renee deserves her justice her family deserves that like that's fucking disgusting like literally murdered in cold blood and then raped raped her body eaten Mm. like deserved some justice fuck the patriarchy so brian james hathaway 25 was charged oh hold up there's all kinds of stuff that happened but so a man (laughs) from superior wisconsin he was just on a roll who gained international notoriety after being convicted in 2006 of molesting the carcass of a dead deer was arrested this week for allegedly assaulting a female police officer when is this article from oh this is from 2012 oh so he was like let me give it six years and then fuck up again so yeah he found a dead deer on the side of the road that's what he looks like in case you're wondering and took it home and then fucked it and drank its blood and then the police reported well someone reported a bad smell coming from his house and then when police got there he admitted to them that he fucked it and drank its blood which like you have the option to not speak when the cops show up you did not that could have stayed in the vault buddy like you could have just saved yourself some trouble but i guess he also shot a horse and was gonna fuck it or like something pretty sure he killed a horse but there's a whole website called like free brian hathaway and a whole movement about that and amanda from wine and crime laughs about it frequently and i also think it's kind of funny that people are like free brian hathaway and it's like my guy what my jaw hurts oh my god a dead deer that's foul Oh my god. I don't remember what made me bring that up. You know what? Those other people are deer fuckers. That's why they're like, free mommy. Free mommy. She a hoe. She been ran through. (laughs) She deserved it. So, uh, to lighten up the mood, just a little bit. That was a lightener. No, I have a mood lightener. Uh, I want Danielle back for this one because this shit's unhinged. Mom! You gotta come here. Have a sit. Have Have a good seat with the phone. Dan Quillen. That Riley called cheap and gross and disgusting. I have requested that Danielle come and sit at the table after a brief pause because while this is going to be bonus content where you'll get full episodes of this, I decided that it's also going to be nice to be a little mood lightener at the end of bad episodes like the one we just did. So am I, this is unhinged, (laughs) am I the asshole for getting upset over how my girlfriend treats food? So, yes. So my background, 28M, in the house I grew up in, everyone would eat whatever food my parents made and be thankful for it. I can't recall anything bad tasting, but even foods I don't like, I would just not eat and never modify them. It's just the way it's always been. I can't even imagine one of my siblings doing it to my parents or my parents doing it to one another. Back to my girlfriend, 24F, I guess I should just say 24 female. I love her very much, but sometimes she does strange things to food that for whatever reason I can't explain make me just feel unappreciated. For instance, I bought protein bars coated in dark chocolate. I shared them with her. <laughs> just, it gets worse. 
Like, it gets bad. Not a food he didn't even make. Just like he's sharing the food. So later, I saw a bunch of them naked in a plastic bag. She'd cut off the coating and leave the center. She said she doesn't like the center, but the chocolate is tasty. I suggested I'd buy her. <laughs> her dark chocolate since this is a waste and she said she likes that specific chocolate which i mean go off queen honestly if you like that chocolate i get i can get behind that and i could eat the center if i'd I'm, like I'm, I'm calling it early but he's not an asshole that's fucking ridiculous and i'm not jordan riley used to make us eat the chocolate off of an ice cream cone <laughs> so, like he's not the asshole and i'm calling it early that's fucking crazy <laughs> but she likes the chocolate i guess i understand so you get you better understand she did it there's no going back <laughs> no i don't want to eat just the center i want to enjoy the entire protein bar this gives me cartman and kfc episode vibes i don't not, know what that is not <laughs> that's isn't that i want to enjoy my protein for my gains in peace <laughs> This is fucking insane. <laughs> it gets worse. No, he's uh, mad about protein bars and she's fucking nuts for that shit. Like, what the fuck is happening? I think he's mad. He's just annoyed. <laughs> he just wanted to enjoy his protein bar for his gains and she ruined him. <laughs> <laughs> she did ruin him. <laughs> By eating off the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another example from today. I made chicken curry. She had it before and said she really liked it. Today, I walk into her washing the cooked chicken bits and rinsing them in water. I was really confused. She started laughing and said, don't look at me. I didn't find it Was funny. it too spicy? I don't know. It was quite offensive. It was a waste of food and just disrespect to my cooking. <laughs> this started an argument which led to her crying. There have been. She even said, "Don't look at me." She knew it was wrong. Like what the? I cannot. I can't fathom washing chicken off with the food. It was just too spicy. With water, I mean. Oh my god. There Ooh, have that's been. That's a nightmare to wake up to that. Ooh. There have been four examples <laughs> similar to those, which four I can't examples. remember. Which I can't remember for now. This man's a saint. <laughs> I'd have been gone. She has the right to eat her food the way she wants. The fact that that has to be stated. <laughs> I can't even breathe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm not. I don't even do things. Oh my fucking god. This is ridiculous. <laughs> your dad used to put ketchup on everything. Like, He's a pussy. Take, we know did that. Did you take your chicken and run it <laughs> underwater? Who? The- <laughs> <laughs> it just makes the food watery. It probably doesn't even taste good. And it's chicken bits. She's like daintily holding them under the water. But I can't. This bitch is crazy. <laughs> he said, "But this doesn't change the fact." That- 
I'm gonna have to edit so much of this out. Oh fucking god! Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> It's too fucking good. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> she has the right to eat her food in any way she wants, but this doesn't change the fact that I find it upsetting when she wastes food and messes with my cooking. I asked her how she would feel if I did the same with her cooking, to which she responded with, I'd want you to enjoy the food in the way you like it. No, not really. She once got upset because I added salt to a dish she made. <laughs> so she has the to asshole. be white. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? You got mad that he added salt to a dish when you're literally <laughs> running chicken, chicken that he cooked underwater? What was the other one? <laughs> other than the bars. Didn't he give a third example? No, he gave... Just those chicken two. in the bar. Oh my god. <laughs> I felt like there was a third because it's so unreal. <laughs> Something <laughs> is wrong with her. So people said, not the asshole. Yeah, because he's not. That's fucking weird. So like, at the beginning, when it came to the chocolate, just flying out chocolate, I guess if you offered to share it with her and she wanted to eat that bar how she wanted to, I understand. But we crossed the line at running chicken that's been cooked <laughs> underwater you could have just made your own fucking chicken that is the weirdest shit i've ever heard anyways <laughs> we have, uh, that was a, that's the best one i've found so far it is that was <laughs> too good straight fire we have a patreon there are three tiers i'm eventually gonna do a pre-recorded commercial but the first tier is a dollar which you'll get cryptids and yeah, creepy shit that me and jordan decide to cover for five dollars a month you can get more of what you just listened to for am i the asshole and maybe potential my nose is running because i was laughing so hard potential horror movie reviews and for 15 dollars a month you get the whole shebang thank you josh for the research he will also be assisting with editing in the near future right now he's going through my old episodes and touching them up and bringing quality up to par and that's on murder period bye